Hey everybody, aloha, how you doing? This is the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue 143 where we recommend and lightly review the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, January 31st. And this particular podcast always hits the one in the middle. I am your comic book-loving host, Chris LaTorre. How you doing? Did you watch the SBLII? I did. Man, Justin Timberlake crushed it. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you and your loved ones are doing good and feeling good. That is important. Never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just subscribe to it. It's simple. When you see the word subscribe, press it. I mean, with your digital device. And please follow us along on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, all in one easy-to-find place, even YouTube, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. You don't have to go scouring the earth. It's all just one simple name, at Sunspots Comics. Please check out our robust podcast feed. It is just packed with some great comic book recommendations. It'll really help you. There's a lot of stuff out there couple of quick thank yous and some shout outs we got a brand new sponsor hello pop-up tea yes just go to them at popuptea.com it's really something special when a company that makes some very awesome nerdy t-shirts and they want to partner with us here i mean that's just it's just humbling it's very cool they believe in sunspots comics and that's important and i believe in them too it's called pop-up tea it's truly just it's just a just a feel-good site it's fun stuff everything you love in the world of nerddom and I wanted to say thank you to Pop-Up Tea and Elijah for making it all happen. So thank you so very much. If you love a mix of all kinds of nerdy shirts, your face is going to melt right off when you see Pop-Up Tea's gigantic selection. If you actually go to popuptea.com slash collections slash sunspotscomics, you'll see some of the shirts I recommend. They actually let me pick a few and stick them on that particular page. But more importantly, if you use the code sunspotscomics on their site, popuptea.com, You'll get 25% off of any order, even the clearance items, even the on-sale items, doesn't matter. You'll get 25% off of your purchase when you use the code SUNSPOTSCOMICS on popuptea.com. Very cool. I have this arachnophobia shirt in my cart right now. It it has this silhouette of a spider and these webs on a black t-shirt and the ink is all white. It looks fantastic. Look that one up. I highly recommend it. Arachnophobia. I also love that they have standard sizes and then they have the option of the slimmer size fit. I love that. Because I even go one size up to double X and just wear the, it's more of an XL kind of slim fit. I love that. So they've got some other options that are kind of cool for t-shirts. But please check out popuptea.com and again, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of your order. So thank you, Pop-Up Tea. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He is the guy singing the song at the very beginning of the podcast. He does our, our theme song, our Sunspots Comics theme song. His name is Nick Papa George. He's a buddy of mine. Please check out his band. It's called Solution. He's the lead singer and guitarist. Just go to solutionmusic.net for links to their music, upcoming show dates. He's mostly in California, but he sometimes bands all over the place. If you love reggae, rock, ska, uh, 311, just one that comes into my head, or just feel good music in general, you're going to love Solution. Check it out. Look at them at facebook.com slash solutionreggae. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables, for his work on our new Sunspots comic spinoff podcast called sunspot scene 
Sunspot scene is my son, Jables, and his two friends, Moises and Matt. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. I love that name. They talk about movies, TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. And they usually play just a goofy game at the very end, so listen all the way through. Their episode 13, called Unscripted, is the newest episode. It is available now, and yours truly is a guest, me and Jables. We just kind of cut loose. That's why it's called Unscripted. We just go off the cuff and we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, books, actual book thingies, no pictures, kind of sad, but anyway, and just other stuff, things we bought from Costco. Yeah, it's all over the place, <laughs> but check it out. We have some laughs. We goof around. It's fun. It's called Unscripted. Episode 13 of Sunspot Scene is available now. Check them out on, if you were to get this podcast, you're going to already see them on the feed, but you can see them on all the podcatchers. It's called Sunspot Scene and check out their Instagram at Sunspot Scene. Thank you, Jables. And some shout-outs! I actually visit comic book stores for Aftershock Comics. And this weekend, on this Saturday, I visited five comic book shops for Aftershock. Uh, and I wanted to just say hello and give these comic book shops a little shout-out, just in case they're listening, and just to kind of put them in your mind in case you're in the area. But the, there's five of them. The first one, I wanted to say hello to Andrew, and also thank you, Andrew. He works for Collector's Paradise in Winnecta. Thank you for some awesome prices. I mean, I know the store collectively decide the prices but man i got that doom doomsday chess piece i love it great deal and this giant very awesome oz omnibus from scotty young i've been wanting to read that forever they collected it in this hardbound msrp is 125 i did not pay that at collector's paradise thank you andrew great sale great deal i can't wait to read that huge hardcover but thank you andrew at collector's paradise is the first one the second one i want to say thank you to ed and hello to ed at continental comics in northridge you guys have a seriously respectable inventory of back issues. I visit a lot of shops for Aftershock Comics and respectable, I mean a giant wall of back issues of comics. If you like digging into the bins, go to Continental Comics and say hello to Ed. Number three is I want to say hello to Justin and Nara at Earth 2 Comics in Northridge. Super fun, super cool place. It's actually owned by DC writer uh, Jeff Johns. He has a bunch of other titles, of course, relating to DC movies. Jeff Johns owns the store. He unfortunately wasn't there. That would have been cool. But great fun watching one of your regular customers, Doug, uh, poke fun at Justin. That was hilarious. I had a great time. Had some laughs. You guys have a great store. Uh, the fourth one is uh, wanted to say hello to Ruth at Galaxy Comics in Van Nuys. The very shy, quiet Ruth. Hello. Thank you. Uh, you got, Your store is awesome. This has a great collection. Very cool little sort of comic book uh, how-to class sort of thing set up in the back. Very cool. Uh, go check out Galaxy of Comics in Van Nuys. And hello to Ruth. And the fifth and final one, uh, hello to Angela at Secret Headquarters in Silver Lake. This place is cool. They are all about indie comics. They are indie comic central there. And by the way, sorry, Angela, that I didn't get a chance to make it over to the House of Secrets comic book shop to say hello to your friend Amy that works there and deliver the sticker you wanted me to give to her. I'm very sorry I didn't get to it, but I will get out there eventually. It's on my list. But hello to Angela at Secret Headquarters. Cool location, cool spot, cool looking store, cool people, Secret Headquarters. So wanted to give a quick shout out to those five stores. Thanks again for letting me visit there on behalf of Aftershock Comics. Thank you for supporting Aftershock Comics and just being friendly and hospitable to me. I really appreciate it. Comic book people are the best people in the world. I, I say that uh, wholeheartedly and truthfully. But if you want to see some awesome comic book shops and maybe you live near those locations or you're just visiting California and you it's on your bucket list to visit comic book shops like me, go and see those comic book shops. Just check them out. You will be happy that you did. They have some great stuff. Also, a quick shout out. 
to you, the listeners. That's right, to you, the one listening that's got me in your earlobes right now for just following along and listening to the podcast and helping us uh, pass the 700 number on Instagram. I thought it's just very cool. I sometimes don't look at the number of followers and I decided to take a look and I was surprised that I was over 700 followers on Instagram. It's kind of where the, I do the core of my social media sharing. And I wanted to say thank you so much for all the positive feedback and the wonderful just interactions and conversations I've had with a lot of people um, on Instagram and all the other social media as well. But thank you for helping us uh, pass the 700 follower mark. I really appreciate it. You all continue to just fuel the nerdy blood that keeps my nerdy heart beating. So thank you so much for following us and for all the positive interactions. I really appreciate it. So now let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 143. Starting out with some stuff. Look out. That's been floating around inside my very complicated, complex nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged deeply inside my nerd lobes is uh, some comic book, movie, and TV news. Just quickly, just one little thing on the docket today. IGN broke this story. That Image Comics title Birthright, that's written by Joshua Williamson and art by Andre Bresson, will be adapted into a full feature film. This is a crazy story. Just to give you a quick gist, it's definitely swords, sandals. It's Lord of the Rings-ish kind of style. It's about this story of this family who their son goes missing for a year, only to return as this fully grown, fully bearded barbarian man, claiming that he's been trapped inside this weird fantasy world the whole time. So that's the gist of the story. But Robert Kirkman, yes, of Walking Dead and Invincible fame, will be producing the film adaptation Uh, which is very cool. I think that uh, that's going to be something right there. Robert Kirkman's Skybound and Universal Pictures are partnering together to make Birthright a feature film. I've been loving this comic book series. It's been a top pick. It's been an art winner. It's been a cover art winner uh, throughout the years. It's like on issue 20-something. Forgive me for not knowing the exact number. I want to say 28, but I could be a few off on that. So I'm super excited about this. It's, It's seriously really good. Check it out. Birthright, but very soon there will be a feature film. They're in the works. It looks like it's going to be hammered out and done uh, between Skybound and Universal Pictures. So very cool. Birthright coming to the movie theaters. I cannot wait. And that closes the single article that I have there for the comic book movie and TV news. And something else that's been popping up inside my nerd brain. It's just a very cool thing. Brian Michael Bendis, he's been writing for Marvel for years. He said his uh, farewell and his final bit of writing in Marvel's Defenders, issue number nine. He's moving on to DC, which is crazy. I've read recently that he's going to one of the people that are going to be helming Superman and sort of tackling a sort of new regime, a new feel, a new sort of story type and arc, all beginning with Brian Michael Bendis and Superman. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Brian Michael Bendis for really being an important part and helping build the very fabric that is Marvel Comics. I mean, what a cool mic drop way to drop, uh, to, to leave as well. I mean, if you've ever followed his stuff throughout the years, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, he he writes in this continual gag that is very specific. It has to be a costumed character yelling out what seems like nonsense uh, in a police station. Has to be in a police station, but is actually a hint into major things going on in Marvel Comics in the universe or things to come. So he's done that, I guess, for a bunch of years. And in Defenders issue number nine, he writes himself in, so they, they, they draw Brian Michael Bendis, being escorted by the Defenders art team David Marquez and colorist artist, uh, color artist Justin Ponzor as a bit of the breaking the fourth wall. 
Uh, Brian Michael Bendis looks at us, uh, the screen, and says, a 17-year-old running gag is not easy to pull off. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's cool that he just kind of played along with his continual little gag that he had going for so many years. So, I mean, he definitely just, boom, dropped the mic. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, cool way to go, Brian Michael Bendis. You will be missed, but sort of. We're going to see you right there in DC. And for anyone that reads comics, for the most part, we all read both. Come on, let's be honest. And then there's this girl that is costumed in the police station that yells out what seems like gibberish. And she says there is no such thing as a dead universe. So is she saying that Marvel's Ultimate Universe is coming back? Or what universe is she referencing? I think it's a cool way for Brian Michael Bendis to bow out and leave us with something that we're scratching our head going, huh? But, uh, you know, only time will tell exactly what that is, true believers. So we're just going to have to read and see what happens there in Marvel with the mic drop from Brian Michael Bendis. So thank you, Brian. And another thing that's stuck inside uh, my nerd brain is that the Image uh, Plus Magazine issue number six just came out. I just wanted to just tell you about it. I'm not going to give it the highlights uh, today, um, but go check out Image Plus Magazine. It was super, super good. There's a lot of little teasers of new Image comics that are coming out. It's fantastic. Just go get it. It's worth the two bucks. It comes out whenever the giant preview magazine comes out. I'm really digging it. I just started reading it. That's why I'm not going to cover it because I didn't really go over the whole thing yet, but... I read them all. I definitely recommend a quick and easy fun magazine called Image Plus. I wish all the publishers were doing it. Uh, made a small little mini magazine that we could just see little sneak previews of things that are coming. But that's what Image Plus magazine is. So I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend it. Go check it out. It's only two bucks. Image Plus magazine. And the last thing that's up inside my weird nerd lobe in my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes, it's it's just a passion project of mine. I'm pouring all my love, my heart, and my soul into it. I've wanted to create my own comic book since I was very little when I started reading probably at nine years old. I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering. My friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous, gorgeous art. Please check out his Instagram. Just wanted to give him a plug at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thank you so much, Jordan, for doing that. Just a quick update on my my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. We're um, I gave Jordan the final pages, the last three pages, the outlines, the visual uh, references, and uh, all the dialogue, and he's finishing that up to be done with the first issue of Zombie Destroyers. So we're hoping like summer we'll have this thing ready to go and start to be out there and selling it and promoting it. We're probably going to do something, maybe Kickstarter, maybe Patreon. We'll see. But uh, I definitely want to be grassroots and at Comic-Cons physically selling it and bringing it there with me. I just think, I don't know, that would be the most fun. Online's great and shipping it, but it's not very personal. I want to be out there, talk to people, meet people, show them my comic book, and uh, sell it right to them, right then and there. Just like how it should be. And then uh, maybe in my own store one day. Who knows? But please take a look at my comic book if you want to see what it looks like. Just go see the six sample pages of Zombie Destroyers on my website. I've actually posted it on sunspotscomics.com. Just click on Zombie Destroyers. You can see the cover page, the first four pages, and this insane picture of Jordan, the artist of Zombie Destroyers, his father dressing up at Rose City Comic Con as a Zombie Destroyers character. I love it. His name is Bruce. Uh, not Jordan's dad, the character I created. But it's so sweet, so good, so mind-blowing, humbling. I just thank you very much, uh, Jordan and Jordan's dad. For, for doing that and dressing up as Bruce, the character I created. You gotta see it. Just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyer to see what my comic book looks like. And next up, just want to mention a segment that we have uh, coming up very soon that we do every so often here in the podcast. It's called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I sit down with comic book creators that are either doing it or have already done it, 
and we just talk about their motivation, talk about their comic book, just get people excited so that they go and find their work. It's tough to be a independent comic book creator. I know I'm trying to be one. But if you yourself are in comic books, you work in them, you want to have a little chat here with me to sort of let people know about your comic, just hit me up, send me a review copy of your your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. So I want to do my part to help promote you and what you're doing and try to get your comic book out there. There are some coming. Thank you very much for sending me your work. I've got two that we're getting really, really close to having you on a future pod- podcast. So thank you so much for sending your work in. It's been great stuff. And we will have some future guests very soon right here on our segment called Spotlighting. And there's some great ones on the feed. Just go to the feed. You can see all the interviews we've done in the past. So just wanted to mention our little segment called Spotlighting. Now on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, the meat and potatoes, the nitty gritty. Here it comes. It's my comic book reviews and recommendation where I pick my favorite new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, January 31st. And of course, semi-spoiler-ish alert, but have no fear. Do not worry, true believers. I really work hard to just inspire you to buy these comics without spoiling them. Why do that? That's a bad thing. I never discuss the last few pages, I only cover some of the interesting points in each comic book, so you don't really have to worry, but just in case, if you're a 0.0 spoiler person, you've been warned now, super duper light, semi-spoilerish alert. Also, to see everything encapsulated, all my favorite picks of the week since I started this podcast in May of 2015, just go to sunspotscomics.com, it's all there for you, click on the pull list, you'll see my recently just updated 129 titles of currently reading, it's a lot of comic books, I just updated it last week, but I update the site every week, I kind of keep it simple, it's compact, I'm super proud of it, please check out sunspotscomics.com every so often, it's just a great little simple list, one thing I put on there just recently was a list of all the comic book movies coming out in 2018, in chronological order, so you can kind of see what's coming up this year in theaters for comic book movies specifically. So please go check out sunspotscomics.com when you get a chance. And this week's art winner, I always pick an art winner and a cover artist winner every single week, the stuff that just makes my eyeballs the happiest. And this week, it's a winner in both categories, the same person, one and the same, I like when that happens. It is Jason, Jason Sean Alexander for Spawn 282 from Image Comics. He has been a previous art winner. He's been a previous art cover winner a few times. He is a full-blown, amazing painter. He has this this style that he puts ink on a toothbrush and splatters it to have this insane-looking splattery effect. It's so unique, so interesting. It's nothing like you've seen in comics. It's it's very unique in style. Like I said, he is just a full-blown mural-style painter. And I love that he did this crazy sketch for me a long time ago. It's still one of my prized pieces, which I did post on at Sunspots Comics a long time ago. But it's just truly one of my prized possessions. But his cover is uh, Cyan, the main character there. She is sort of emerged now as a powerful being. And there's just this green hue of power coming from her from her face and from her hands and she's just sort of in this screaming position and she seems like she has like Spawn's cape sort of activating behind her but it's this red sort of streak and splatter and lightning effect and it's just not like what you normally see in comics that is Jason Sean Alexander follow him on everything at Jason Sean Alex you can find him but fantastic easily won the art 
uh, winner and art cover winner. Some of his interiors, because there's almost a kaiju-sized bad guy in this, are just epic landscapes. I mean, he has such attention to detail and does a great job with creating distance by sort of blurred out background effects. It's, it's phenomenal. And the strange sort of shadow that that follows his primary bad guy here, I love that sort of effect. It's like darkness is just behind this evil character as his eyes glow red. Such amazing detail. It's, it's just brutal. It's visceral as well, his art style. But you have to see it. It's something like a Nine Inch Nails music video that's going on, sort of. That's the closest way I can kind of describe it visually. But he's a unique artist. Check him out. Easily the artist winner. Thank you, Jason, Sean, Alexander. I hope to see you at Long Beach Comic Comics Expo if you're going to be there. I think I met you there once, but hope to see you out there. I know you peek in on the podcast from, from time to time. So thank you, Jason. Beautiful stuff. Check out his art. Jason, Sean, Alexander. And the breakdown. Actually, it was a very small week this week. I only had seven comics, which is fine. I like those weeks sometimes. And three of those comics made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. So that's excellent. You know, and it's a small weeks of comics. But, I mean, these are some great issues. Just packed with some excellent issues here. These three that I'm about to discuss. And there was one new number one this week. And it actually made it to the top pick list, which I'll I'll discuss here and briefly on the countdown. So let's get into it. Let's get into my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list. There are three that I bought and, and read from New Comic Book Day, January 20, uh, 31st. I consider these comics to be the best new comic books that just came out. So go buy these immediately. Trust me, they're super, super good. So here we go. Now, into the countdown. Coming in at number three is our artist winner, cover artist winner this week, Spawn, issue number 282 from Image Comics. Man, this cover is just glorious. I love looking at it. And this is definitely a collaboration. You have Todd McFarlane, who's the creator of Spawn, uh, partnering together with, with Dara Savage, who's doing the script. And even, even Jason Sean Alexander is doing the artwork, but he also co-plots. So very much a collaborative effort here, and you can tell it is just beautiful visually. But this is uh, Spawn versus this giant villain. Uh, it's He's got spikes. He's got spikes on chains. And like I said, Cyan, uh, which he she calls uh, his niece, Uncle Al Simmons, Spawn, emerges as this being of significant power, which I think is going to change the course of Spawn. That's why this is an important issue and very interesting. Not only is this, this amazing action-packed fight scene, but like I said, it's, it's Cyan emerging as this powerful being that's going to shake up the Spawnverse, I, I think so. I love that that Cyan's rise in power has also changed fundamentally the Hellspawn suit. Uh, so Al is having challenges there because it's uh, he's not he's used to sort of giving it certain commands or or thinking up what he wants to do, and it's not kind of doing that. It's just also the power set has kind of changed. So I love that it's really setting up an interesting new arc and a different different sort of approach uh, to Hellspawn moving forward. And I think that Cyan is going to be seriously a power to be reckoned with in the Spawnverse. But huge battle. It all comes down to where they're hiding out in Japan and there's this faction that's chasing them. And it's just sort of the all-out fisticuffs drop-down brawl between uh, Spawn, Cyan, partnered together against these evil regimes that were chasing them and they've found them. But I love the visual aspect of Cyan. She has like this purplish-green glow that emits from her. And when they close up... I love Jason Sean Alexander's close-ups, by the way. These purple eyes, 
it's just glorious. You can tell he uses sort of photo references of his family sometimes to do a lot of the art, including Cyan. I do see bits and pieces of his wife uh, visually that has been on his Instagram. If you see, you can definitely tell that there's a Cyan has been influenced there. It's very cool. He's putting his family in there. He's putting people he cares about into the Spawn comic, and that's ultimately what you're going to get the feel of here. A lot of love poured into Spawn. But it's really been good. It's been a top pick lately. I've been really surprised by it. I read it from the very beginning into, I don't know, maybe 150 and then fell off. And I jumped right in around 275 and it's been amazing. Actually, I jumped in right when Sean Alexander, Jason Sean Alexander took over. So I want to say it was 275, 276, around there. I've been with it since because it's just had some interesting stories. Cyan has been a great developed character, and I just want to see where Spawn goes. It's been fantastic. And Spawn and Todd McFarland does a cool little monthly contest at the back of every issue. He gives you sort of a, a code word to put somewhere on his site, and then he will actually, you could win stuff and also win like a Skype conversation with Todd McFarland, which I think would be fun and kind of wacky and, and cool. So every single month Spawn comes out, I'm putting that code word into their website. So check that out at the very back of Spawn. Just a nice little bonus thing, which I love bonus things in comics, and Spawn always has that. So always delivering. So check out Spawn. Coming into number two is the new number one that made it to the countdown. The only one that was new this week since I only read seven comics. It's called The Silencer, issue number one. And this is from veteran in the business John Romita Jr. and Dan Abnett. They're both kind of called storytellers here. So Yes, the art's from John Romita Jr., but uh, Dan Ebnett uh, does the story. And again, collaborative effort. I love that, and you can definitely feel that. And I feel like, and this may not be true, but I feel like I haven't seen John Romita Art uh, Jr. in a while. He's done stuff like Kick-Ass. He did stuff like Spider-Man for a bunch of years. And it's sort of nice to have him back. It just feels fresh. He definitely had a sort of different approach, but it's very John Romita Jr.-ish. You can see his style. But I love that he's kind of kicked his art style up a notch. He's, you can tell he had some rest. I know he's just been going at it nonstop. I think um, he did the art on, if I remember correctly. Uh, anyway, he did kick ass. But uh, John Romita Jr., fantastic art here. But this story, a gist, is about this character called The Silencer. And this is a DC comic, by the way. And it's brand new number one. I think it relates to the Dark Knight Metal series. It does say that on the cover, but I didn't read any of that. But you don't need to. It doesn't matter. You can jump right in here. But this has like a John Wick kind of feel to it. She's trying to get out of the super spy, superhero spy business. But they're pulling her right back. <laughs> um, but I, I just love that it that is the center of the story. Is an ex sort of super powered uh, sniper assassin individual wants out she wants to raise a family she wants to build this lovely life which she does with a husband and a kid and it it just doesn't mean anything to her anymore to have to be in that super powered spy life but um she's an angry mama bear when they come after her family when they try to pull her back in to this world there are some serious fights that go down i love it she has this kind of cool power where she she calls it the zone of silence, you know, like the cone of silence, like you put around your dog after your dog has a surgery. But it kind of has that, ultimately, that that feel to it. It's this bubble that's created that whatever she does in it, no matter how many crazy automatic weapons she has or powers, or I haven't quite figured out exactly what her power set is, per se, except for the zone of silence. Um, but she can just, all kinds of mayhem can ensue inside this zone of silence. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. I like that little thing. But there's this great full-on battle between this this hefty robot and her in a supermarket. When she's just trying to go shopping with her family, stuff goes down. She has to use the zo zone of silence. 
But uh, there is also a character that is close to her, a personal character she meets. I don't want to spoil it because it's someone in the DC universe that she meets that also says, you know, hey, they're coming. And is she tied into it? There's this very awkward kind of Kill Bill conversation like at, at the Kill Bill movie when they're talking in their kitchen and their cereal there. It feels like that. They're having this unspoken like conversation a conversation with the eyes and sort of their past mingled in there in very sort of a cryptic style. I love that. It was intense. It was very serious, but great, fun, action-packed. Again, John Wick feel style. They're really building kind of a solid world here of unique characters. Uh, these robots that are John, written, drawn by John Romita Jr., fantastic. He's done some great little details with like the servos and mechanisms that all make up this crazy death robot. But it's fun. Jump on now. Enjoy that great fight scene at the grocery store. And if you like Kill Bill, you like John Wick, you like things like that, you're going to love this. And I love that she ultimately is just trying to protect her lovely little family. And that's they sell it well and, and show the love they have for each other. And that's what she's there trying to protect. That's right. Angry Mama Bear, that is. The Silencer. Check it out. Issue number one. But the number one comic this week. Yes. I don't know why I'm at this tone. Who knows? It's fun. Um, <laughs> the one that beat them all. The one that just crushed them. The one that kicked them upside the head. And a one inch punched them past the rest. Uh, the number one comic this week is from Image Comics. It is Bonehead. Issue number two. And... I love this. Uh, the number one was uh, also in the top picks. This is from uh, created by Machine Fifty Six. I don't know what that is. Writer Brian Edward Hill and artist Roald Marcellius, which I follow on everything. Just search his name, Roald Marcellius. I couldn't find Brian Edward Hill. Uh, otherwise, I'd kind of give him a shout out. But this has just been fantastic. A quick little gist. Uh, by the way, I love the art style. It kind of has an anime-like feel to it. Very cartoony edging. Gives me kind of an invincible sort of feel, like a like a Ryan Otley kind of Isle style of art, but less uh, gruesome and devastating. Um, but I love the art style here from Moald Marcellus. It's just clean, and it's very futuristic and sci-fi. They're building this beautiful sci-fi techie world infused with parkour. Also, um, our main character, Bonehead's kind of a freedom fighter. He's kind of an anarchist that's trying to go against these gladiators, which are kind of the policemen, fascist sort of policeman regime in this very futuristic sci-fi techie world. And I love that, again, they infuse uh, parkour into this. <laughs> Bonehead jumps around and has some unique sort of nanobot technology. We learn more of Bonehead's origin in this, which I'm not going to spell out for you. Um, but it involves nanobots, is all I'll say. And he's, he's partially robotic. But it tells you kind of how this all happened. He's built by this scientist named Aleph. I think that's how you pronounce it. And his brother, Hideki, is a once vigilante named Black Death turned now fascist regime policeman called Gladiators. So I love that the brothers are at odds, but they care for each other because one's the scientist and one's currently the gladiator, but was a vigilante. Is he going to be a vigilante again? I love the visual of Black Death and how he looks. Hideki also is drawn very uniquely and interesting. So there's that at its core. It's like this brother at odds with each other, brothers at odds. But at the same time, there's this new designer drug that hits the streets, and this character named Pumpkin Juice is in this gang called the Kings, and Bonehead has to sort of get involved and do something, and uh, try to make the world a little better place using parkour and some and some kind of very fun, sciency tech things. But I love the manga anime influences here. This would make an awesome action figure line. I'm just saying, go look at Bonehead. You'll see what I'm saying. Because of the unique sort of helmet that they have, I love looking at it. 
They've really spent a great amount of time to make it look sort of like a skull, but with tech sort of added to it, and a lot of cool looking little uh, metallic edges and lines. It's just the sort of fun, techy feel of this whole world I'm really enjoying. It just made me kind of smile, I had fun with it, it wasn't too serious. It was like a great cartoon series, is what Bonehead reminds me of. This would be a great, like, anime cartoon, but Americanized easy to follow, not too dense, <laughs> Americanized anime cartoon, I think is what Bonehead should be, or like a, f a feature film in an animated sort of capacity. It would be lovely, but if you dig um, future sci-fi techie stories, you like a sort of anarchy, uh, gangs, and you like uh, maybe a freedom fighter that uses parkour and special techie, his, his, his memory is kind of Swiss cheese as well from his sort of robocopy kind of thing that's going on there, you will love Bonehead. It's just fun, it's well drawn, great pace, I read them so quickly, the dialogue isn't heavy and dense, it's just fun, it looks really cool, as comics should always. Great cover, great art, solid, it was a, it was a top pick before when issue number one came out, so here it is now, the number one, I actually liked Bonehead, or loved Bonehead issue number two more than I did number one, and it was great, it made top pick, so... I expect good things from Bohead, Bonehead. I give it my stamp of approval. Check it out. It's easily the number one pick of the week. That is Bonehead from Image Comics. Check it out. It's great stuff. Sci-fi action fun. So there you go. There is the podcast. That is it. Thank you for listening. This That was Sunspot's Comics Podcast, issue number 143. Let me lock this vault door. So there you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week. For New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, January 31st, please go over to a local comic book shop like one of the five that I mentioned here earlier and gave shout-outs to and buy these comic books immediately. If you live in California, go in and tell them Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you. Tell them. It's the guy from Aftershock Comics that visits the stores in behalf of Aftershock Comics. That's me. I've probably been to those stores if you're in California. But if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's something I should be reading. Maybe there's something I'm missing. There's a lot of stuff out there. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'll even mention you on a podcast, give you a shout out here on a future podcast if you write to me. Also, check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Please sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. It's all there on our website. And please tune in for issue Sunspots Comics issue number 144, where I will be reading a list of 16 comics that are coming out for February 7th, Wednesday, February 7th, that I'll be getting with two new number ones, so potentially 18 new comics uh, that are coming out next week that I'm going to be reading and hopefully telling you about. That's a big week to go from 7 to 18. Crazy. But that happens. That's comics. Hopefully they're all great, so I can recommend, to me, recommend them to you on next week's podcast. Here's just a sneak peek of some of the comic books coming out that I'm going to be reading for potential review and discussion on Podcast 144. So here we go. No particular order. Amazing Spider-Man 795. Yes. Aftershock, uh, Animosity Evolution, number four. Barbarella, number three. I've been digging Barbarella. It's just weird. Nothing like the old movie, by the way. Uh, Batman, number 40, The Super Friends. Where is this going to go? Batman and Wonder Woman locked in that weird time space for ten years together when he's supposed to marry Catwoman. And yes, Wonder Woman was like under a waterfall. Batman can't help himself. What's going to happen? <laughs> Batman 40, Super Friends. i got to read that. Um, Black Bolt, number ten. Coyotes, issue number four. Daredevil 598, Extremity 11, Extremity, my indie pick winner of 2017 is my favorite, one of my favorite comics of 2017, Extremity, issue number 11 comes out next week, and I Hate Fairyland is finally back from Scotty Young, yes, I got the omnibus of Oz, I'm going to be reading that, but I love I Hate Fairyland, it's just messed up series of this little girl that's destroying Fairyland because she hates it, but 
there you go. There's just a, a, a teeny weeny little sneak peek into some of the comic books that are coming out next week for review on Sunspest Comics Podcast, issue number 144. So it's going to be a sweet-ass pile of brand new comics coming out next week. So I only tell you about the best ones. So please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one to check out sunspotscomics.com. If you missed any of the links that I mentioned, they'll be in the podcast show notes. Don't worry. But truly, thank you so much for listening. I hope that I inspired you to buy some of these amazing new comic books. They're great. They will bring joy to your life as they do to mine. Please help us here at Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just go to iTunes Give us some positive words and five stars. We'd really appreciate it. I'll even read your review on a future podcast, give you a shout-out, personally thank you by mailing you a small comic book-related prize. I've got some on standby that I'd really like to give away, so just please give me five star on iTunes, and I'll send you a little something. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love. Hold them dearly, and go read some comic books, and then do both things. Read comic books with the ones you love. It's awesome. Bring it together. Worlds collide. So stay nerdy, my friends. Be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye!